Hey guys, it's Misty, and this is Lattes and Legends. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi. I'm back. Yes. Welcome, welcome. It's Monday. I have another Freaky cryptids episode. That's right. However, it's around noonish or little afternoon, and then it is a jolt. So I made a special little vanilla coffee thing. I have my favorite coffee, the premium coffee I told you guys about, and I have it. And I put a little bit of vanilla with a little bit of hot chocolate piecing. Delicious. So that's what I'm drinking right now, along with a giant bottle of water. Um, because I was just outside, I was harvesting tomatoes, all kinds of stuff at the farm. Yeah, it got hot. It got really hot. Um, but happy mid-September. Now that I'm back from all the travels, I finally have time to... Start doing those early fall chores and getting ready for the winter. That's right. I also was foraging firewood. So all those pioneer woman things I was doing this morning before this podcast. So, yeah, fun stuff. Anyway, um, uh, like I said, I'm back from all the fun and excitement that I was having elsewhere. I'm just back in the swing of things and catching up on life. And it's definitely catching up on work uh, because, you know, if you don't work, you don't make money. So, yeah, I'm playing that game. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to talk really quick about some shows and podcasts and books that I've been into. I am still reading The Dictionary of Superstitions. So that book is amazing. And what keeps popping up with me is a book. Um, but it's funny because I got this book in Richmond, and it's about Colorado. 
So the book is about Alfred Kaffer, the, can, the Colorado cannibal. Um, and it's in my other room, so I don't really remember what the name of it is. But um, it's funny because I just listened to a podcast. Shout out to uh, Enough Love You Drink. And they actually covered Alfred Kaffer in that podcast, which I thought was quite amusing. Uh, they did leave out the fact that the guy from South Park did that um, cannibal musical about him. But that's fine. Uh, I'm not going to criticize. Just letting them know they left that out. Um, some shows I've been watching before work, I have to watch some um, reality shows. And most of them are horrible. However, the teenage girl inside of me is really stoked that on my birthday, October 19th, mm-hmm, you can send your gifts to me in my P.O. box. If you want the info, you just let me know. Um, Love is Blind is coming back on Netflix. And that's all I'm going to say about that because everyone's probably laughing at me like, this girl is ridiculous. So that is the one reality show I really like. Anyway, we all have our things, right? Also, I've been listening to, oh, man, what's the podcast? Uh, I found a new podcast, Dance Dancers. I've been listening to that. It's really good. Check it out. And, you know, my usual other podcasts, My Favorite Murder, uh, Dumb Love, That's Why You Drink, Crime Junkie, No Such Thing as a Fish. You should check all of those out. They're great. Anyway, if you haven't noticed, I still haven't updated the website. However, it's com. There are stickers, mugs on there. I believe pens are on the way. I don't remember when I ordered them. Anyway, so this will be on there soon. I've also started to make Halloween soap for my shop. So if any of you want to check those out, that is passionflowerbeauty.com. There's a selfless plug right there. Yeah. Um, and be sure to find the podcast on Facebook. It's Lattes and Legends Podcast, I think. Uh, Twitter. You'll know what it is on Twitter. And Instagram is Lattes and Legends. Cool. Yeah. So why don't we get into these creepy cryptids? I have two today. And they're pretty fun. Um, I think this doing this cryptids thing is fun because it's not as creepy as people make them out to be. It's more fun than creepy. And I think that gives us a little break from the norm of listening to these murder podcasts and true crime podcasts and all those kinds of downers. Um, so I feel like the creepy cryptids are not downers. I feel like they are uppers in a world of downers. Trying to get a sip of my coffee there. Yeah, so here we go. The first one is the Brosno Dragon, and my sources for the cryptid are Wikipedia. Cryptids with a Z dot fandom dot com, a ranker list, so ranker dot com, ancient or ancient dash origins dot net. Ooh, I can't speak today. And a website called steemit dot com, s t e e m i t dot com. All right, so. The Brazo dragon is a lake monster that appeared in Russia in Lake Brazno. It's been very popular in the folklore of Russia. 
and it's been described as looking like a dragon, hence the name, and it's been the subject of many local legends. Some of these legends date back to the 13th century, although there are some that are 18th and 19th century. So basically this giant creature emerged onto the lake surface late in the evening, but then went and then went back underwater and then was gone. It is also said that during the Second World War, the beast swallowed up a German airplane. Many people treat the existence of it as very skeptical, and they still say that the creature may be a mutant beaver or giant pike of about 100 to 150 years old. Um, huh. Sorry, I'm just thinking about a mutant beaver. Anyway. Others say that it could be a group of wild boars or just elks that are crossing the lake from time to time and people just can't see. So, uh, okay. Um, there are different scientific hypotheses about the Desmo uh, dragon. One of them is a gas version saying that when hydrogen sulfide goes up from the lake's bottom, it makes the water boil up. This whole boiling is in turn resembling a dragon head. But the amount of hydrogen sulfide must be considered to produce this effect. Hmm. Another version says there's a volcano in Lake Glasno that makes ejections on the water surface from time to time. Hmm. Okay. Alright. If there is a volcano that actually exists in the lake, it is yet to be discovered. So I think maybe I don't know. The scientists can't find that there's a volcano. I don't know. Anyway, let me finish. <laughs> Um, it has been given the name Brasnia, which I think is pretty cute. Um, let's see. Fishermen say that the underwater world of Lake Brasnia has several structures. From time to time, different perch are found in the lake. There's also a herring that can be found in the lake. And they feel that with all of these different types of fish in the lake, this dragon could really just be another giant fish of some sort, but they don't know what it is. Oh, there's so many rumors of this Brosno dragon, and there's also eyewitnesses. So, ready for this? Yeah, all right, I'm gonna call this thing Brosnan. Yeah, I like Brosnan. So, an ancient story of Brosnan comes from the time of the Vikings. According to this legend, a small group of men believed the area around the lake would be a good location to put now treasure. They noticed a small island located a good distance from the shore and they decided it would be a really good place to store all of their loot. Some of the group piled into a boat with the treasure and they began to cross the lake to this island. Dun 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 before they could reach the island shore, the creature appeared before them. According to the story, Brosny either swallowed the island and prevented the Vikings from burying their treasure, or it devoured the group of men before they could return to land. Whatever the result is, 
The story helped inspire rumors of the size of Brosnan's mouth, as well as how hungry he is. Stories also claim that Brosnan's mouth is so enormous that it has the ability to swallow islands, boats, and whole cities and people. In some of the tales, the creature does not bother to come to the surface. Instead, it just opens its mouth and lets everything around it float in. Okay. Um, there are also stories that say Brosny is more of a sand mountain than a creature, just because of all of the things that he has swallowed in his existence. Hmm. Okay, Brosny. Um, this book sounds more fun than scary. All right, so one of the most famous stories about Brosny is back in the 1940s, somewhere around the Second World War. Like I was saying. Um, the details are pretty unclear, but the story claims that a German pilot allegedly encountered the creature while they were flying over or near Lake Brosnum. Somehow the plane either fell into the water or flew low enough that Brosny could reach the jet from its home in the water. However it happened, the story claims that the creature captured the plane in its mouth and the pilot was unable to escape. So according to the legend, the creature then swallowed the plane and the pilot perished. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of stories around that time and the fact that it was about a German soldier. Apparently there's also stories about fascists being eaten. This all kind of inspired, was inspired by the people's feelings at the time and you know the things that were going on in the world at the time. So think about if you were Russian and there was this legend, it all kind of makes sense to where these stories would come from. I mean, let's look at the Greeks and Romans. They made up stories about weather and all that kind of stuff. So it has a meaning somewhere in these legends. So there were some researchers, sorry, um, in 2002, that traveled to Lake Rosno because they wanted to make sure the creature was real or fake. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like you know a Loch Ness monster kind of deal. Like, oh, we got to figure out why these townspeople are saying this creature is in the lake, and we're going to bring our machines and we're going to get to the bottom of this. So this organization, association, whatever you want to call them, uh, had deep echo echo technology and. The, Basically, they registered all of the sounds in the lake and what have you. So one of the researchers, his name is Vadim, I cannot pronounce his last name, he said, quote, there were a huge jelly-like mass of railway car size handing five meters above the bottom. The mass stood motionless. When the device blew up, the creature started slowly going up. We stared at the water and it was clear. There was nothing resembling a monster. However, something unusual was still felt in the lake water, unquote. So they finally determined that this mass was some type of globster. And basically a globster is organic mass that is unable to be identified. Ooh. Globster, that sounds like um, a really good name for a punk band or something. So, they, these researchers do believe that this creature or a creature in the lake was alive at one time, but they were not able to 
determine if it had been Bosnia. Um, in 96, some journalists and photographers also traveled to the lake to find the creature, and they said that the lake was super creepy and very mysterious, and they said that it was possible that a creature like this could be there, but they never saw any sightings of it. So, womp, womp, womp. Okay, here's another story. You ready? So in 1996, same year as the photographers, there were some tourists in the area, and they had better luck seeing the creature. They were vacationing at the lake, and this was a family from Moscow. I don't know the geographic difference. You guys can look that up. And this family found out that there was a creature because their seven-year-old son started screaming. There was a dragon in the water, dragon in the water, screaming, running around like crazy. And the family reported they captured a picture, but it was super blurry. So, I mean, they said they saw it, right? Even more unfortunate, wait for it, the photo has since been lost, along with every other picture that witnesses have claimed to capture. Huh. So there's absolutely no real photographic evidence that Brosnan even exists. So, like I said, Bosnia is basically, um, he resembles it, he, she, it resembles a, ja uh, a dragon. Witnesses claim that it measures around 16 feet in length, has a really long tail that it probably uses to swim and dive. Its head looks like a large fish. Again, that could be a fish. It also possesses a large fish mouth and uh, scales. It either looks like a fish, a dragon, a lizard, a snake, any of these things that could live in the water. There's also stories that its scales are iridescent and they glow. And um, yeah, this is kind of a rare trait for a cichlid to have, and it makes it pretty unusual and unique. And um, this, the scales, the tail, everything, like I said, I know it's like the Loch Ness Monster kind of deal. It, it definitely wraps itself into the cryptid category of sea creatures and lake relatives. Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about the scientists. Scientists claim that Brosny must be a mammal or otherwise would not be able to survive in this water in Russia's cold climate. And then there's some scientists, scientists, I think the word scientists, remember this, some scientists think that Brosnan is actually a dinosaur. And one scientist, like, what, what were the scientists? Okay, okay. I'm not to make any conspiracy theories here, but I'm using the word scientists when describing what these people are saying. Some scientists think that this dinosaur escaped extinction and has managed to survive until the modern time. Scientists are really smart. Hmm. I don't know, maybe that common core education. I don't I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> not gonna get on that soapbox. Like many other monsters that live in lakes, oceans, what have you, do scientists also think they could be dinosaurs? Well yep. Just like with the Loch Ness monster, which scientists think also, it's a dinosaur. 
I don't, I don't know, you guys. I think that, uh, I don't know. Some cryptids to me are beyond unusual, and some of them are laughable. Some of the things that these scientists say are laughable. Um, but, I mean, you know, we don't, we only know so much about dinosaurs because, hey, guess what? We weren't alive then. So, I mean, alligators to me look like dinosaurs, turtles, birds, the freakiest birds. So, I mean, maybe Boss thought Brosny is a dinosaur. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm not going to get on too big of a rant about Brosny. So, there have been occasional sightings of Brosny since the 1940s, and there are some that have continued into the late 90s, and people said that they didn't want to go swimming in the lake because they felt that Brosny would harm them. I think that 1996 was the latest sighting of Brosny, so maybe Brosny has gone into its golden slumber, or maybe it's really not even real. You will have to be the judge of that yourself. But that is the story of Brosny from Lake Brosnan. And I do apologize for my rant about scientists. They just, um, they get under my skin. They really do. Don't get me started. This is why I don't watch the news, guys. This is why I don't watch the news. Anyway, the next cryptid that I'm going to talk about was really funny looking in the pictures. And I will post pictures of both of these cryptids as soon as I record this on Instagram. I'll take a message. Thank you. So I'm going to talk about the Loveland Frogman, um, also known as the Loveland Frog or the Loveland Lizard. Oh, there's just something about a lizard person, right? It's fantastic. So the sources. For this cryptid are Wikipedia, cryptozoologycryptids.fandom.com, techzoo.com, andersondesigngroupstore.com. Oh, yeah, that one was just a website of shopping for um, cryptids, shirts, posters, postcards, all kinds of stuff, and national park stuff. That was really cool. I need to revisit that. Maybe buy some stuff for my office. And then box19.com. Okay, so this story comes from Ohio. And I feel like there's something else from Ohio and maybe in there. I don't know. Ohio, you got a lot going on. So, the Loveland Frog Man is a legendary humanoid frog described as standing about four feet tall. That's 1.2 meters for everyone else. It's allegedly um, hanging out in Loveland, Ohio, hence the name Loveland Frog. So in 1972, the legend gained a lot of attention because a Loveland police officer reported that he had seen an animal consistent with the description of said frogman. Then there was a site reported in 2016, and an officer called a news station to report that he had shot and killed the frogman. Hi, yeah, yeah. And basically, 
the descriptions just got deeper and deeper and then it just turned into a larger dwarf with Mercedes tail. Hmm. Here we go. Even more legends. Okay. So, according to all these stories and legends, the creature was first sighted by a businessman or a traveling salesman, who knows, driving along an unnamed road late at night in 1965. There are different versions of this story specifying that it happened in May. Okay, cool. In one story, the driver was heading out of the Branch Hill neighborhood and he spotted three figures that were standing on their hind legs along the side of the road. Each three was four feet tall, leathery skin, and frog faces. There were other sightings under or over a poorly lit bridge, and then one had a magic wand in its hand that sprayed sparkles. What? What? Uh-huh. I want I want to meet these guys. I want a magic wand that sprays sparkling. What? Dear loved one frogman. It's messy. Come hang out with me. Anyway. Alright, so next I'm gonna go deeper into the story about the policeman who said that he saw the frogman. Okay, I had to get more coffee and I had to um, Make the font font bigger on your notes. Okay, so the police officer, Lavila, police officer in question is Ray Shockey. And I really feel like I've heard this name before. And so I did a little research on Ray Shockey. So I looked everywhere for Ray Shockey and what pops up there are thousands of articles featuring this man about the Loveland Frogman. Uh weirdusa.com Snokes.com, all this stuff, charlestonterrors.com. This guy was famous. So anyway, that's Ray Shockey. And he's the one that apparently saw the creature. So he saw the creature apparently cross the road at 1 a.m. on March 1972. And he said the road was cold enough to be icy. So why would a lizard be out in ice? Don't, don't ask me. Um, he said the creature was in a crouching position and then it flew up and looked in his direction, and then it climbed the guardrail and then ran down to the Little Miami River. Other officers later came to check out his observations, and there was some talk about finding scratch marks on the guardrail, but there were no photos to show that there was actually something there. So then there was another police officer, Mark Matthews, and this happened two weeks later. Again, he saw, um, it was at night, sorry, and he saw an animal on the road. And guess what? Let's do that. I looked at him. He fired his gun, and it looked like he had injured said lizard animal. It climbed over the guardrail once again. Hmm. Funny enough, they couldn't find it. So, yeah, there's that. Oh. So post-1972, sightings of the Frogman have been really rare. And there was an incident in 2016, and there was two teenagers out playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. And they supposedly saw it and took a picture of it. But apparently it's a hoax. So um, the, quote, 
picture was taken by a kid named Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend. Uh, the footage is really dark, and they have brightened it so much that it really does look like they faked it. So, bummer. I want to see this. So, some people say that these big monsters, the lizard men, are, you know, can be seen anywhere, South Carolina, North Carolina, anywhere, you know, lakes or swamps. So, you know, you, you kind of have to make that call for yourself. Again, these police officers said that the officers said they saw it, that there was never any proof. And I think this, you know, today we all need proof to see that something exists. And we're really like, no, that, no, there's no problem. Uh, but I would like for you guys to check out one of those sites that I was telling you about because you can, there's some pretty cool stuff on there. And there's actually posters and whatnot. And it just seems like a cool place to shop. And this website has quite a sense of humor as well. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, that would be really cool. The poster of the Lakeland Frogman I will put on Instagram. It's really funny. It's got its tongue out, and it's just, yeah, it's really funny. The It's got a couple of artists on it. This place is really cool, and you have different collections that you can shop at, mythical creatures, what have you. So if you're into mythical creatures and cryptids and everything I've been talking about the last few weeks, you're going to love this website. And, yeah, so I know these are two pretty short and sweet. Um, they were just amusing to me and pretty funny to look at as well. So I wanted to get an episode in regardless of how long I gave you. And I really am glad you guys are still listening. I have a lot of new listeners and stoked. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again. I have a few more cryptids to cover, so I will continue to follow them until I knock them all off my list. And so I'll talk to you guys next time. It will be shorter than a few weeks this time around because I'm back. And I have a lot of time on my hands between sitting on my computer and working and recording podcasts. So everyone has a beautiful week. Happy Monday. Hopefully your Monday is going swimmingly and you get through it and you do it. That's all I got to say. Hope I talk to you guys again soon. Everyone have a beautiful week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.